I hate his fuckboy facial hair. <laughs> I hate it so much. The fuckboy facial hair. Why does he have it? He has it. Welcome to Marvelous, a podcast that explores my journey into a universe that my husband loves and I know nothing about. I'm your host, Rochelle. And I'm your co-host, Jay. After getting sucked into WandaVision, I had a lot of questions. And I had to do my best to answer those questions. Come with us as I gain my vision of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and ask my husband a thousand questions. Play it back later, right? Yeah. All cool. right. Welcome to episode five, I think. Of five? Five. We've hit five episodes. No. Four? I think this is four. Okay. Or maybe this is five. Hold on. I We've done what did what do you know? Yep. Iron Man one and two. Yep. Hulk part holy shit, this is five. Yeah, this okay. is five. So on that note, um strong language warning. And also Did I already swear? You sure did. That's about right. So strong language warning and also potential spoiler alert for all of the MCU. Definitive um, spoiler alert. Yeah, definitive spoiler at this alert point. kind of for everything because yeah. we talked about a lot of Jane Austen stuff, Harry Potter last time. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. So all of that stuff out of the way. This is the second episode for or the second part for The Incredible Hulk. Some general housekeeping stuff before we get started is we are finally on Apple. Woo! Are you really? Yeah, we are. I sent that to you last week. Did you? Ago. I did. And Tell I tagged me. you in it. And then you reposted it on Instagram. So... <laughs> Yeah, so even if you don't know, I'm you do know. I'm terrible with social media. Yeah, but you, you, okay, so then you just read it and reposted it or didn't read it and reposted it. But I yeah. appreciate that because it got pushed out. Dope. So yeah, you can search us by searching Marvel-less and we pop right up. We're the only one that's called Marvel-less podcast. Look at that. So yeah, if you could please find us and even if you don't listen to us on Apple, if you could rate us. <laughs> Um, you can listen to it on any other platform you're comfortable, but, um, Apple is the only place that you can actually rate, uh, our podcast and that would be a big help. And we'll remind you again at the end, I'm here for the five-star reviews. Uh, yeah. So that's all I want. I'm here for any reviews and, uh, critiques and any of that stuff. So yeah, not me. So <laughs> I am just here for the positive affirmation in this passion project that we were doing. And if you're going to be mean, go away. So that is our <laughs> the internet's a mean place we can't put this on the internet and not expect people to be mean if i'm no i don't i'm gonna just say like if you're gonna be mean please leave us alone because we are just two normal people trying to have fun and get through the mcu and if you're gonna be rude there's no space for you here <laughs> so that's my <laughs> that's my general psa okay so we're going to go ahead and get started with noted we have a few things mostly uh just some check-ins so um, it's Bonsky, not Pulaski, which I thought that the dude, the the really intense looking military dude was named Pulaski this whole time. Turns out I just can't hear anything. Did someone correct you on that? No, that was a personal correction because I was oh. searching Pulaski and it there is someone in the MCU named Sergeant Pulaski, but it is not the same dude that is in this movie. No. So I'm pretty sure I've just been calling him Tim Roth this yeah, whole time. Yeah, so this guy, his yeah. name is... Emil Blonsky, and he's actually a Russian-born member of the Royal Marines on loan, of, you know, to our buddy Thunderbolt. So there's that. And then um, I had mentioned something like, where did the rain come from? And it was pointed out to me that there was actually an overview shot of campus as they were coming to campus, and there were rain clouds in the distance. So I completely missed that. So thank you for letting me know about that because did somebody we know point that out to you yes you, mm. the person who you think pointed it out fair enough yeah which i appreciate that and <laughs> you know because i the attention to detail oh it's Holy wild shit yeah the attention to detail is, i gotta set my game up yeah and i feel like i do too i also don't want to stop every five minutes to like analyze every single thing that's happening yeah. we're already stopping a lot as, as it is yeah a lot of pausing is happening a lot of pausing so um yeah we appreciate people pointing that stuff out so that way um if i ever watch this movie again <laughs> doubtful <laughs> um if i ever watch this movie again then we will have that we'll have that to keep an eye out for 
I also made some seemingly wild claims about the Hulk, um, Hulk Hogan and his name. And I actually found quite a bit of information because it turns out I didn't just pull that out of my ass. Um, it turns out that he had multiple iterations uh, where he actually started his career as the Incredible Hulk Hogan. That was his first wrestling name. Then he changed it to the Fabulous Hulk Hogan. And then for his WWE debut, which is now at, or which was then called the WWF, he debuted as just the Hulk Hogan. And actually, WWE is still paying a licensing fee to Marvel for that name. And he, the celebrity of like his name grew into things like Hulk mania and um, toys and all of that stuff, which the like WWE has to actually pay licensings or licensing fees to Marvel for like to this day. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they've, they actually like trademarked Hulk Hogan, like they trademarked that name and which is hilarious and they actually had a comic strip that was um hulk hogan versus the incredible hulk which are wow yeah which is really cool so i will actually link that in um i'll link that in our uh in our instagram so if anyone is interested in that it was pretty it's pretty funny yeah Um, Yeah, i'm probably gonna read that yeah i i thought that was great i was like oh cool i wasn't too terribly far off yeah um okay so thanks for hanging in there as i went through my noted and then we're gonna move on so kj can you tell me what happened in the back half of the incredible hulk starring ed norton who i still haven't seen any of his other (laughs) yeah um i will try to keep this under what three minutes four minutes it was four minutes and 27 seconds last time i believe it's cool it's one of the few things in life i'm trying to like cut time from okay. um time starts now and innuendos uh so we cut to the middle of some random rainforest um betsy is alive and she's able to kind of calm the hulk down so we kind of see a little more of the humanity in hulk um cut to a military hospital slash lab um our homeboy Emily or Emil, whatever his name is. Emil. Emil. Um, Tim Roth's character is pretty banged up from his encounter with the Hulk. Um, and then we cut to a random hotel in the middle of nowhere where Bruce and Betsy are on the run. Um, an undisclosed amount of time has passed. I'm assuming a few hours. And then Tim Roth is uh, Tim Roth's character. Emil is magically fine. Uh, a result of the super soldier serum that he previously took. Um, we find out and shield finds out who Mr. Blue is. And Mr. Blue is a professor at a university in New York. I don't remember if it's disclosed what specific university, um, but Mr. Blue and Mr. Green meet who obviously Mr. Green is the Hulk slash Bruce Banner. Um, they try out this antidote that they've been talking about and it seems to have successful results in curing, uh, Bruce Banner of the Hulk. And we cut, there's a lot of cutting. So we cut to Emil again, who seems to be having some um, physical reactions from the super soldier serum that he was given. And he does not tell Thunderbolt Ross about this as he promised that he would. Um, Bruce finds out that Mr. Blue has been replicating and conducting experiments with his blood, which he's not super happy about. Um, and then before they can resolve that situation, S.H.I.E.L.D. finds them and all hell breaks loose. Um, at this point, Emil slash Tim Roth's character, trying to keep that continuity going because I don't remember what I said in the last episode, um, forces Mr. Blue to give him some of Bruce Banner's blood. And they and he does. So he therefore becomes the abomination. Um, and then the abomination starts fucking shit up in New York. Um, And then as they're watching all the carnage unfold on this military helicopter after they've kidnapped uh, Bruce and Betsy, um, Bruce Banner convinces Thunderbolt Ross to let him go fight the Abomination because he's the only one who can stop him because this is a comic book movie. And then Bruce Banner jumps out of a fucking helicopter 
on the off chance that he will turn into the Hulk, which obviously he does. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and then we get the CGI showdown that we have all been waiting for, Hulk against Abomination. Um, during the fight, the Black Hulk bet, or the military helicopter that's carrying Betsy and Thunderbolt try to help the Hulk by firing out the Abomination, which obviously does not go well. Um, they crash, and it seems like Betsy and General Ross are the only ones who actually survived the crash. Um, That's pretty convenient. Yeah. Um, Hulk just gets his ass handed to him for like five minutes straight. Um, and then he catches Betsy and Thunderbolt like out of his eye and Abomination starts making a move towards them. And that's when the Hulk yells his catchphrase, Hulk smash, and obviously starts beating the absolute shit out of Abomination. He goes to actually, it looks like he's about to kill Abomination. Betsy Ross convinces him not to. But clearly Hulk wins this fight. Abomination's been put down. Um, and then we cut to the Statue of Liberty where it does a good job at just showing that the connection between Betsy and Bruce Banner is not there. Um, she reminisces on an old photo that she took. And then we cut again to British Columbia where uh, Bruce Banner is exercising and doing his breathing exercises. And it looks like he has learned to control the Hulk. And then the Days Without Incidents crawls back to zero, but it does look like he has successfully gained control. Credits. And then we get to the end credit scene where General Thunderbolt Ross is drinking away his failure in a bar, still wearing his military uniform, because that's the right thing to do. Um, in walks Tony Stark in a very Jesus-y <laughs> sort of frame. And they talk a little bit about putting together a team. And that is all that happens in the second half of Hulk. Or the Incredible Hulk. Not Hulk. Not the Eric Bana shit. This is a good one. Perfect. Thank you. That was almost five minutes. So close. We're getting there. I try. Yeah. No, that was great. And I also want to say another noted. Um, I said a couple times last time or last episode that this woman remind me of, re- reminded me of Betsy Ross. And Betsy Ross actually did sew the first American flag. Shit, did I call her Betsy? A couple of times. Okay, I meant Betty. Yeah, no, I know. Um, But I know last time I called her Betsy multiple times. And it's not Betsy. No. Because Betsy Ross actually... What's a flag maker? <laughs> yeah, made the, made the first flag yeah, yeah. of the United States. So, um, yeah. I feel like I called her Betsy a lot. I don't know I'm thinking about it. Just a couple of times. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. You know who she is. She's not relevant in the rest of MTU. Spoiler. Sorry. Yeah. She does not come back. No, you you already told me that. Okay. So, yeah, it a lot of stuff happened. And just, I think that it's funny that whenever Bruce turns into Hulk, his he, like, is able to just find a forest. <laughs> like, that's... Yeah. That's very thing. convenient. Like, yeah, like, in his Hulk rage, he is able to just be like, where is a cave? Where is the forest? Yeah, so, like what cave and what forest were they in? So they were in the Smoky Mountains. They said that they... Oh, did they? Yeah, because they there was something mentioned about being in the Smoky Mountains. Gotcha. My second question, how does Betty still have her purse on her? <laughs> that is like my second big question is, did she maybe have her purse on her when she was almost fire blasted by her father? Or, like, how did that magically appear that she now has? And also, how did they get from the Smoky Mountains? Like, were they on the ATC? Were they just, like, right off of the main, the main thorough, thoroughfare? So they just, like, walked to the nearest town? And, <laughs> like, again, travel. Travel is so... It leaves me with so many questions. Yeah, the logistics of travel in these movies is not explained. No. Uh, no, not at all. So... That was interesting because also the Smoky Mountains, if my geography, um, Mm. Smoky Mountains, (laughs) why don't you talk about your first impressions while I look up the exact geographical location of the Smoky Mountains? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. It was very um, mid or I guess late 2000s, pre-2010s was there's just a lot of like very stereotypical filmmaking, which 
isn't a bad thing, but it's definitely um a little dated compared to a lot of modern films. Um, I did like the uh, they were about to bang it out, and then his heart rate got too high, and it was like I can't. There's a lot of like um some innuendos to do with that where. I don't know. I it reminded me of the scene of American Pie where the two are about to get it on, and he's just like jizzes in his pants before anything ever happens. Oh my gosh! That that's where my mind went with that, and it was kind of funny to me. Um, yeah. Also, I found the location. The location of the Smoky Mountains is between North Carolina and Tennessee, so that means logistically they made it from Culver, which is in Virginia somewhere, to north carolina slash tennessee it's only like a four and a half hour drive uh, yeah it's like several hundred miles well yeah so they did that in like a day yeah or a couple hours so who knows um they don't ever say how much time has passed no not at all and also what i thought was as you were mentioning that it was like kind of a dated movie it was funny that this they talked about how the cell phone footage of the attack was conveniently recorded by a student reporter for the school newspaper yeah (laughs) Which I thought was hilarious because I think, I mean, if you're a millennial, you probably recorded, you know, songs on the radio from your cell phone to use them as your your ringtones. So, like, we all know how poor a quality that is. So That footage looked crisp, though. Oh, I know. So that's interesting to me that they were able to, like, throw in, like, did this kid have a sidekick? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, did they have one of this? Was when exactly did this come out? Because so because I know iPhones didn't come out. I think until like maybe May of two thousand and eight. So no, I think this, it was a little before then. So then this kid probably didn't have an iPhone. He may have had an iPhone. He may have had an iPhone. Maybe did Blackberries? Did they have? Um, did they have like video recording? Because I know I you couldn't know. do that on like a rumor or. No, a, my razor didn't do that. Yeah, so I don't know. It'd, it'd be interesting to see what kind of... Uh, maybe it's the first iPhone. Because it came it out our senior year of high school. The first iPhone? Yeah. Yeah, it was like May of twenty of 2008 because one of my best friends got one. Yeah, one of, one of my friends had one yeah. like during school. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be really interesting. I, I just thought that that was funny. They're that, also like, not going to revisit that. There's <laughs> Well, I know. Maybe if you dig real deep into Reddit. I could, I could find, you might the, find something. cell phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just thought that that was funny that it was like conveniently, you know, shot by a school like newspaper reporter. Like I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the whole like trying to have sex thing was also funny. Um, but it was so also something that was interesting to me was they show him having like a PTSD like moment in the shower and then he's curled up in a ball naked in the shower and they zoom in on his spine or his spine is like very pronounced. As he's curled up in the bottom of the shower in the fetal position. Yeah. Which I which then is interesting when you think about the abomination later in the movie mm-hmm. and how prominent his spine is because of yeah. the, the combination of serums. Yeah. So as we wrapped up and as they showed the spine popping, I was like, oh, that's an interesting, like, I don't know if that was on purpose. Yeah. The, the like ju- juxtaposition of like him in the shower, like in the fetal position, like vulnerable showing his spine. And then how it ended up in the abomination. Ooh. But that was something that, like, I thought was kind of. Yeah, no, I didn't make that connection. Look at you. You know, just living my best life. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it. Also, I was really hoping that he wouldn't hulk out and try to have sex with Betty because that would be really horrifying. Like, just the logistics of that. Yeah. Once again, these are PG 13 comic oh, book movies. So oh, I know. So they would never do that. But no. Like, ugh. Um,. So then, haha, they try to have sex, but the heart rate is too high. And then they aggressively flash to um, Emil Blonsky's character, Tim Roth, uh, where all his bones are look like gravel. <laughs> yeah. And his bones look like gravel, and they're talking about next of kin, and then next thing we know, he's peeling all of the things off of his body and looking real psycho. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, his physical transformation throughout this film was was crazy. Yeah, and also when somebody asks him how he feels and he says he feels like a monster, <laughs> uh, that was really scary. It was so cringy, like so cringy suspense. We're trying to be like, 
edgy thriller action. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because he had like one eye rolled into the back of the <laughs> and the other eye was like tweaking out and he was visibly sweaty after they jacked him up with some more stuff. Or like how dramatic was it when he was trying to convince Mr. Blue to, well, not trying to convince, he was threatening Mr. Blue into like putting the Hulk's blood in him. Mm-hmm. He was like, clearly you have something else in you. If I were to mix this, it would be a dun 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 abomination. Mm-hmm. It was very hard for me to not laugh. During that scene, like so fucking creepy. I'm pretty sure I paused, yeah, and laughed for a solid minute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so we also do get a little bit of clarity on the timeline, though, because at some point they talk about like when they're trying to figure out how to hunt them down. They're like, they're not going to use credit cards. They're not going to use cell phones. They're not going right. to do anything. It's been five years and he hasn't been caught, and he's managed to well, get across the border. Yeah, we did so, get that in the beginning. Oh, see, I missed that. Yeah, they like. In all of the exposition in the beginning, it mentions that he'd been in um, South America for like five years. Oh, okay. Totally missed that. Yeah. That's good. So, I mean, that was good clarity for me. But then also, I, again, like, you know, we've got Bruce Banner as like a normal everyday hacker with like encrypted information. Also, was he using, like, there's a scene where he's sending data to Mr. Blue. Was he He's using a, a computer station. at a gas station? Yep, he just, they rolled up what to a gas station. What fucking gas station has a computer If in they it? have a point-of-sale system, they have a com- or they used to have computers. Because huh. their computers were tied to point-of-sale systems. It was well, probably yeah, old but, IBM. Yeah, you think that would have, like, the capability? Internet? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. It definitely would have internet. Because you need... I'm pretty sure you need internet to have some sort of... How many gas stations have you worked in? I've been to a lot of gas stations <laughs> so. and I also like I've been to a lot of gas stations and I also remember being a teenager and stopping in gas stations, especially like sketchy ones out in the middle of nowhere and mm-hmm. noticing that they had old ass desktops as their point of sale systems. Oh, with you. I never stopped at those gas stations because, you know, I value life. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, huh? I mean, yeah, at, <laughs> at night I don't because I don't want to get kidnapped, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's absolutely. Well, and I also just notice random stuff like that. That's fair. Yeah. So I was, again, like he, it seems like his, the way he had been encrypting stuff had worked pretty well before Homeland Security got involved. And then as soon as Homeland Security got involved, they were able to like instantly find who Mr. Blue was. Wait, it was S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, that was S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, it wasn't Homeland Security, it was S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay, that makes more sense. I, I, again, completely miss S.H.I.E.L.D being involved yeah. at all <laughs> yeah shield was the sole government agency involved for most of it oh see and i thought definitely thought that there there was also a huge chunk of this where they were like fighting and stuff where i was just like hiding behind my computer because <laughs> yeah all of this stuff makes my heart rate go through the roof and i yeah. hate it my hulk out yeah i, I won't hulk out, I'll just pass out will you actually pass out um can we test this no please no okay um, again, and it's funny, we hit like planes, trains, and automobiles in all forms of communication with Bruce Banner getting to his final destination because somehow he's able to, again, as they're talking about like, oh, he knows, right? Because he's able to, he's been able to evade us for five years, right? So we're going back to the timeline. Yeah. So he's able to conveniently notice just far enough out of the city that there's a police you know, a police blockade for them to get out and escape, to not be pulled over the, by the police. Then somehow they get into a boat to get across the river. And then they conveniently get into a cab where he almost hulks out. And I think that the cab is like such a funny depiction of like the worst possible cab driver that you could ever have. Like, I don't know that cab drivers are actually that bad. No, it was definitely, like, over Oh, I know. Yeah. Dramatic. But it, but it was just really, really funny because um, Liv Tyler gets out of the cab and is screaming at the guy and, like, kicked the cab. And you were like, oh, see, she can do more than whisper. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I think the last episode we recorded, we were talking about that Liv Tyler has one volume and it's whisper. Yeah, it's very whispery. she, like, yelled. She yelled twice. Yeah, she was she, very upset. She yelled when Bruce Banner was, you know, jumping out of a fucking helicopter. Oh, how did she not no die? No parachute. How did she not die? She should have fallen out of the back of the I actually, plane. like, because I've never seen this movie, I thought she died because she doesn't reappear in any MCU movies. 
yeah like i kind of thought that she was just gonna get sucked out of the back of the plane because like velocity and science and things yeah you're just hanging out of the back of an open fucking helicopter at that height how were you not sucked out of the back of it yeah the physics are real loose when it's convenient oh man yeah (laughs) so that was wild that they managed to then yeah just conveniently find mr blue before anyone else found him i also have a hard time believing that after shield was able to figure out who he was they weren't able to immediately send somebody to pick him up before bruce banner could get to him i don't know yeah, I don't know. I mean, why would they want to pick him up? I don't think they were looking for Mr. Blue. They were looking for Bruce Banner. Wouldn't they think And they that knew Mr. that Mr. Blue would be his destination. Yeah, so yeah. wouldn't you think that they would, like, I don't know, have set it up a little better so they would be, like, waiting for him to be there so they could just capture him instead of, like, having to stake it out and, like, try to trank him? Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Who knows? But obviously, like, the way that they things through it's not is not the way we would do things no which is why we don't write movies <laughs> um yeah the it was a little weird also once he finally found mr blue it was very off-putting how mr blue talked about his like him being the hulk and especially like once he saw him transform like he referred to him as being godlike and yeah. seemed to like like understand that there were a lot of possibilities for like what they could do using it for positive but also it was like very like obsessive about how he like looked at him and was like talking about yeah him. but like if that's your i guess if your field of study is i don't know gamma radiation or whatever it was that kind of led to brazilian flowers <laughs> or whatever like led to the hulk's creation i mean there's got to be that's got to be like the holy grail of like where you're going for right probably yeah. yeah yeah so no that's that is totally accurate and then it was also like the foreshadowing of blonsky just like going completely rogue and running up the stairs as thunderbolt is screaming at him to not go in and to back down and he's like refusing because he's just completely overcome with the need for more strength yeah was like really aggressive foreshadowing that was like pretty interesting yeah i mean even without seeing the movie or without knowing what happens you you knew that there was going to be some showdown between him ralston and yeah absolutely he was going to be the main antagonist and i i Again, as we've been watching it, I've been, like, waiting for that moment where he turns into the Abomination because as they keep giving him more and more of the super serum, yeah, the super soldier serum or whatever it is, it's like, okay, he keeps transforming, he keeps getting more powerful, but, like, what was going to be the tipping point? What was going to be the tipping point that transformed him into something that was more than human? Yeah. Superhuman. Right. And there were, like, there were a couple red herrings in there, like, Mm -hmm. the beginning where the blood gets put in the soda like oh that's how it happens and then like he gets a super soldier injections and you're like oh that's how it happens and neither one of them are it it ends up being the combination of the super soldier serum and then him being injected with hulk's blood i guess or whatever um mr blue was kind of experimenting with yeah to make the abomination so funny <laughs> so so cringy so cringy uh there's also a lot of being i'm not gonna say dramatic. like glorification of being in the military but there's like some really funny like playing into like male stereotypes with firearms which is <laughs> so funny because also yeah. i think if you handed any woman a missile launcher she would be as pumped as the soldier that got to like was given the go-ahead to pop open that special trunk with the missile launcher that went oh sweet yeah i i mean who doesn't hold a missile launcher and just get pure joy out of it (laughs) in a safe and controlled environment um he also says booyah as he's shooting it which is like such a 2008 uh... thing to do like was booyah 2008 it I, i'm pretty sure it was the only like uh reference i have for someone saying booyah is um the dude from espn 
I don't know what you're talking Stephen about. Stephen A. Smith, maybe? I forgot his name, but he says Booyah. He's a sports anchor of some sort. Um, one major thing that you took issue with that I found hilarious and then I eventually took issue with is you see these two giant monsters fighting on the street and you don't run away. Yeah. Like, who stands there and looks at that shit or films that shit? Like, it's a sight to behold. I would watch for, like, 10 seconds well, and be like, oh, I'm going to die if I stay here. It's 2008. They don't even have the capacity to film it, more than likely. So wh- why are they out. doing? They're just standing there <laughs> watching these. We've already established that iPhones were out. Yeah. Yeah. But also, how long do you record it before you're like, oh, shit, my life might be in danger? You mean as you... So this is when you realize that your life might be in danger, when the abomination caught the missile out of the air and it exploded in his hands and he laughed (laughs) and said i think he bit it did he bite it yeah i think he bit it uh well and then it exploded in his yeah in his hand and as he's crushing the soldiers with the taxi he looks into the little camera and says give me a real fight yeah a lot of like i i'm assuming they were trying to like make actual like frames, like comic book frames. So they had those moments, but they came across kind of cringy. Yeah. And once again, later down the road, Marvel actually gets really good at doing this. Like the Avengers has a lot of shots where it looks like it's taken straight out of a comic book and it's not cringy at all. Like it's really well done. Um, I think my favorite part of the action is where the Hulk like rips apart a police car and he uses to have his boxing gloves yes. and just beats the shit out of Abomination. Oh, it's so it's great. It's very so great. Underrated. Um, and also just circling back to what you said about him, you know, makes the, making the decision to jump out of the helicopter. The lead up to him jumping out of the helicopter was really cheesy. It was like the classic, like you know, where the two loves are separating because one of them is making a decision for the greater good. I have to do this. I have to do this <laughs> or else everyone will die. Yeah, it's very, it's a very big, like, action trope. Yeah, and then they share a kiss and then I'm still, I, as they're kissing, I'm like, how has this bitch not died? Like, how have they both <laughs> not been sucked out of the back of this helicopter? Yeah. And just, she gone. Gotta love um, that movie magic. Yeah, and I love as he's falling through the air and he realizes he's not turning into the Hulk, he yells, oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I also love that he crawls out of the hole that his body created when he hit it. Upon impact. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you have to be thrown from however many feet in the air and hit cement in order to be Hulk. They actually bring that back in another movie. Oh, do they? Yeah, he gets, um, like kicked down a well and like comes out as a hulk huh it's a very similar moment interesting yeah so that's good to know yeah so my general questions were why didn't betty fall out of the back of the helicopter (laughs) why are there so many people on the street why is the abomination fucking people up left and right like he you just see it was just senseless violence yeah where he's just like picking people up and throwing them he's like running through cars like he he kind of looks like godzilla yeah. Like, when he first popped up, like, all of this, I was like, wow, he really, really looks like Godzilla in this. Yeah. And, like, all of the, like, maybe cartoons or, like, maybe the old school Godzilla where it was claymation and you see Godzilla, like, running through New York. Oh, my God, they're in New York, too. They are. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but wait, was there, were there claymation Godzilla movies? I think so. I'll, I'm sure someone will correct me and or I'll look it up for next time. But I'm pretty yeah, sure like one familiar. of the original ones, maybe not Claymation. I don't know. I'll figure it out. <laughs> but you, but yeah. yeah, he's like, it's very funny that like how much it resembled Godzilla to me. Yeah. And how he was kicking cars like they were soccer balls and trucking yeah. people. I mean, this goes back to the, I guess complaints not complaints but the first like few mcu movies have very like forgettable villains who didn't have any like noteworthy motivations and this was just like another good example of that like he became the abomination because he wanted to be stronger because he essentially like lost a fight with the hulk but he had no real like what was his end game you know what i mean there's win in a fight with the hulk that was literally it yeah it's not a good villain game I want to be your first string. I think if you sing anymore, we can get sued. Yep. Yeah. Taylor Swift doesn't fuck around with Spotify. Nope. As we know. Yeah, Yeah. as we know. 
So yeah, no, and I appreciate like that as far as knowing that like there doesn't really seem to be a means to an end with the villain so far. Yeah. They it just seems like they want to get strong to like fuck people up for like no reason other than to be the strongest and to be able to fuck people up. Yeah, it's pretty generic. Yeah. Um it doesn't well, it gets better. Like the villain in I know Captain America is pretty decent. Um I don't remember how I feel about the villains in Iron Man 2. Because mm. I think there's more than one. Okay. Well, I had a few things that I thought on top of like how generic these villains were. Yeah. That I thought was funny. So I cannot believe that they were shooting live ammo into apartment buildings. First of all. <laughs> like they're just shooting ammunition straight into apartment buildings. Yeah. I don't care about poor people. Oh my God. Wild. Then, how do Betty and Thunderbolt survive the crash? Yeah, when, that's so... When everyone else dies. Convenient. Yeah, very convenient. Yeah. It also was hilarious to see Hulk get drop kicked through a building. <laughs> that was pretty entertaining. That was pretty entertaining. Um, And also, Hulk clapping the fire out of existence when that was the helicopter dumb. was so cool. What? You thought that was dumb? I thought it was the dumbest oh, shit ever. Instead of Hulk smash, it should be Hulk clap. No, <laughs> absolutely not. It, but it was just like, it was interesting to me that he like, you know, threw the a thousand pounds of acid dropped on his brain he could recognize the love of his life betty in distress and that she was about to die yeah and he did he was able to like move his monster brain to make that massive decision to just clap that's fair and i thought that was funny and also a cool party trick (laughs) again (laughs) not like i agree that like yeah it's dumb but like also that was kind of fucking cool. I was like, oh. That's and I actually said to you, I was like, they're setting this up for this helicopter to explode. Yeah. Like with the leaking yeah, yeah. fuel and the fire and the like live sparks. I was like, they're going to blow this shit I up. I do love how there were like so many times in like a two minute frame. We're like, oh, fuck, they're dead. Like, yeah, they're, they're going to die. There's no way they all survive this. Yeah, because my my constant thought is like, how are they going to survive this? Right. And apparently it was a Hulk clap, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I loved. I also, also sounds like a terrible new like SCD strain. Oh like, god! Like there's clap and there's this whole clap. That oh my god, that would be so horrendous. <laughs> so I then think the fact that the abomination says to Hulk, "You don't deserve this power." Like what? Like obviously the abomination isn't like thinking clearly because he's jacked up on like everything. But who deserves that type of power? Why? Like, do any of these superheroes deserve this power? Does anybody in the MCU, does Tony Stark, Tony Stark has a billion dollars and is smart. So does he deserve to have the power to be a superhero? Well, he doesn't have any powers. No, but, but he also, is, but he pretty, has a crime-fighting suit and a billion dollars. Crime-fighting suit. <laughs> um, I'm also pretty sure that, like, in, in the realm of generic villains, I'm pretty sure that Obi says some version of that sentence to Iron Man at some point in the first movie. Okay, so it'll be Where he's, like, see. holding the... Thing. oh okay yeah so maybe that's just gonna be so maybe we can note this and see if this like pops up how many times every single that phrase pops up yeah i'm pretty sure it was like power. the same frame too where he's like standing over him oh man yeah um i also so as hulk was getting creamed by the chains okay i, oh, yeah. I then was like are these chains a metaphor for how he is chained to being the hulk like, is this a visual representation of the struggle he is going to go through for the rest of his life? Ooh. Because he, there's, like, because they made a choice by using chains as the weapon from the abomination to kill or to try to kill Bruce Banner. Yeah. So, like, maybe that's like a visual representation of like the struggle he's like bound to this power within that he doesn't want that was forced on him. Much like feelings. And rage. <laughs> and how he has not been able to control his feelings or his rage, which then causes him to hulk out. So maybe it's the chains are that metaphor for your feelings and your rage if you can't handle it. Damn. So yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, I wasn't looking for metaphors. 
I well, was I just, like, oh, cool. The Hulk's getting his ass beat with chains. Well, and when I saw the chains, like, that was my first thought. I was like, maybe this is supposed to be something more than just, like, oh, he's something that looks cool, right? Like, oh, he's getting his ass kicked with chains. Yeah. Like, maybe it's just that, like, that, like, physicality of, like, oh, shoot. It's not just the changes, chains as a weapon. It's, like, the chains as, like, his power, which could be used for good or bad. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I also was not expecting for when Abomination was like, oh, do you have any last words? And he yelled, Hulk smash. <laughs> you gotta get that catchphrase in there. Oh, so great. Yeah, I can only imagine the nerds who saw that in theaters on, like, myself. I couldn't see it. Why didn't I see it in theaters? Anyway. Is that is that, like, how people felt when, no, probably not, when they said, when they finally said Avengers Assemble? I, it was, I think so, but on a smaller scale. Yeah. Like, Avengers Assemble was, you know, you've been waiting 20 plus movies for that. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it was one of those moments where you're like, oh, he did the thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we, we've already talked about, like, why the fuck were there so many civilian bystanders? Why were there firefighters? Firefighters don't have weapons at the very end. I mean, they're first responders. Yeah, but they don't have weapons. Why were there, there was like people with their children hanging around watching yeah, this that, final. That's the shit I don't get. Oh. I understand why first responders were there, but no, I don't understand why they were just like regular ass civilians watching this go down. Like yeah. I would watch briefly and then, you know, get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. Run away. Yeah. Don't just stand there. No, it was also very poignant that Hulk kicked the abomination to the feet of Thunderbolt. Like, this yeah. is yours, and I had to do this. Yeah. Because I had to clean up your mess. Yeah. And here you go. Thunderbolt's a real piece of shit. Yeah, he really is. He gets I... even less likable. Jeez. I appreciate <laughs> that Betty was able to, like, scream stop, and he actually stopped. Yeah. Um, And then it was also just, like, so cheesy when Betty looked at his picture one last time before the battery died on the digital camera. <laughs> oh. Good, I'm glad you felt it was cheesy too because I didn't want to like be a dick and be like that was cheesy and then you're actually like oh no it was really romantic and poignant it was and really cheesy okay, like good. I hope that bitch goes to Best Buy and gets a universal <laughs> charger and maybe Prince... Sir... oh was Circuit CD still around back then? Yeah it was I don't think they went out of business until like 2017 maybe 2015 I don't know anyway huh. um then again he's doing this m- mystical border travel how the fuck did he end up in canada how did hulk end up in canada he literally went from new york to british columbia which is across the border and three over i think it's like three thousand and three hundred miles to the west how did he get there and i do understand that it is actually no i don't know that it's easier to cross into canada illegally i'm not gonna say that because we know a lot of folks who are border patrol and it would be very irresponsible for me to say that um who knows that he did it illegally how you just need a passport i don't think he has any id on him he left as the hulk yeah he's nothing on him once again the travel logistics are very hard to comprehend i hate it 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 was also it was nice to end it it was pretty it was very sweet that he received and then sent back betty's necklace that was hinted to be like from her mother or something yeah and then it was really eerie slash creepy slash fun that he was able to induce an incident and then smile so like he did it on purpose yeah that comes up later yeah in his story so i think that was pretty cool nice i should have asked you this about iron man but on a scale of one to ten what would you rate this one four out of ten. Oh, jeez. I was harsh critic. I was not impressed by this movie at all. Um, I maybe you should see the Hulk that was made in like 2003 with no, Eric Bana and okay. then watch this one. You might bump it up a few points because I... that was a flaming pile of shit. <laughs> this is just so cheesy. It's so cheesy. It has so like the score is terrible. There, there are so many, I have so many questions. Like there are so many holes. I do not believe in any capacity that this man could have gone from Virginia to Brazil undetected with no papers and no money and then back to Virginia and then to British. Like there's just a lot in this movie that I fundamentally like, I don't 
I don't like. If you the acting is terrible. The acting's not that well, some of the acting's not that bad. Well, and also I know I'm gonna get lit up because I got maybe not lit up, but some of the feedback I got was that someone actually likes this movie better than Iron Man because it's... they thought that Edward Norton brought like a depth of character that was not brought by um, Mark Ruffalo. And so I'm excited. Ooh. Yeah. So I'm interested hot to see. Take. Yeah. Well, and, and it literally, like it literally was like hot take. Yeah. And so I, I really like that. Debate. I'm excited to like watch the rest of the movies with Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Because I know, oh God, I'm, I know Mark Ruffalo from rom-coms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I am more familiar with Mark Ruffalo than yeah. not. So yeah. I'm really interested to see how this one differs from um, all of the ones with Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. I just... If you can't make peace with the impossible travel logistics, you're not going to like any more of the movies that come out. So I think that's something you got to make peace with. Like you're in a. <laughs> I'm grieving right now. I'm grieving. World. And at some point I will accept you that. You say you're grieving? I'm grieving. That's for... dramatic. <laughs> yeah. Well, at some point I'm sure I'll get over it. But yeah. Um, yeah, I was overall just like not impressed with this movie at all. I give it a. 5.5, 6 out of 10. I do agree that um, Edward Norton's portrayal of the Hulk brought a depth of character. Um, like, I would compliment him as an actor for taking a role like this, because I think it's not something he, like, naturally would have gone for. And I think he did well with what he was given. Yeah. I will say that Mark Ruffalo got a leg up, because I just think that the following MCU movies where Mark Ruffalo appears as a Hulk are written better. Mm. Um, but yeah, I would love to debate... Like, maybe this will be an episode in the future to be whose take on Hulk was better. Because, honestly, I love Don Cheadle as Rhodes, as Rhodey, but I would have loved to see Terrence Howard continue and see, like, the kind of energy he would have bought. So, yeah, I don't I, like debating anything, so you can debate with that person <laughs> which one is better. Well, I was going to debate. He the, was in debate club, so. I was going to, oh, fuck. Or debate team. God damn it. Is it who I think it is? Oh, of course it is. Oh, we got to get him on an episode. Yeah, absolutely. So, we, oh, him and I had, we had like a good debate about X-Men, actually. Yeah, so he'll, I'm sure he'll love it. He was excited about X-Men Apocalypse, and I remember saying it was going to be a flaming pile of shit, and we talked for, I remember we went to breakfast, and you and someone, you guys were talking about something deep about dating and love and shit, and then we kind of switched tables to where, um, oh, because that was like one of our last brunches before we moved out here. Was it? I think so. That was before that. I think it was like. We had only been dating for a minute, but I introduced you to like my two nerdiest friends. Yeah, which yeah. is perfect. Yeah, no, cool. absolutely. Yeah, I would um, definitely say this is like a five point five out of ten. But oh, also, I have a nostalgic. It's oh. my heart, and I find that Tyler to be just amazing. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I was very underwhelmed with her performance in this. <laughs> very <laughs> so underwhelmed. So was I um especially she was since she, board. yeah i was not yeah. i was not impressed by this no um but yeah just briefly so my my first thoughts on the post-credit scene um fuck thunderbolt also uh, it's not the last time you're gonna say that i know but tony stark why is he wearing flared pants also because this hate... was 2008 and oh, he was a super douche i hate his fuckboy facial hair <laughs> I hate it so much. The fuck boy facial hair. Why does he have it? He has it. What is it? Barbered? So it like, it like has a hard line and then it like points up towards the ends of his fucking lips. It looks stupid <laughs> and it makes me want to, I don't know, light his horrible suit on fire. Yeah, you're like, a violent person. No, I'm not. I just hate his facial hair. It's so terrible. And I hate that flared suit. When he walked in, I was like, is this Blonsky? Is Blonsky showing up to like like confront him? No, he's not. It's Tony Stark. Yeah. Um, I also thought it was it was interesting that he said hardware is more reliable. And then they have this back and forth about like putting a team together. Yeah. So um, okay, so final couple of things predictions for the next movie which is iron man 2 right yeah okay um i literally have no idea like i would say aside from putting a team together 
Like, there will probably be some mention of putting the yeah, like maybe Shield is involved. I need to pay better attention. Um, I'm also wildly undercaffeinated, so like my attention to detail, I think, was not as great as it should have been. But I, yeah, I they're gonna assemble a team. I don't know. Maybe they're gonna try to find Hulk. I don't know. Like I'm confused, and I don't. Like, I literally, I have no idea. I have no yeah. idea. I feel like if it's called Iron Man 2, Tony Stark is going to make another appearance. Maybe we'll it's get It's called more... Iron Man 2. It's safe to say that Tony Stark is the main character. Oh, I hope we get more Pepper. Yeah. Also, my niece kept saying Peppa Pig. And I kept laughing because I was like, Peppa, Peppa Pig. Yeah. Iron Man 2 is one of the ones I don't remember as well. I know Mickey works in it, and I was super excited to see him as Whiplash because it was, like, part of that Mickey work renaissance mm. of sorts but i don't super remember a lot about the plot of iron man 2 well you'll, you'll get to read it next time and i will laugh i'm sure dope um who are your unsung heroes oh i didn't even think about that put me on the spot um my unsung hero i don't know i really like I mean, the dude who played um, Betty's boyfriend besides Eric Bana, just, like, how much he shit on Thunderbolt Rawls as they were clearing out, like, her space. Yeah. Yeah. I would think he's my unsung hero, because he's just, like, this skinny, frail civilian civilian who easily could have just gotten his ass handed to him, but he still chose those final moments to talk shit to a potentially (laughs) grieving father. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I completely kind agree of savage. I I would say my unsung heroes are the um man child that pulled out the missile launcher. <laughs> that was my probably my favorite frame of this movie is yeah. when they shoot it at him and like it bursts in his hand or whatever, and the oh shit look on that kid's face was gold. Yeah. I think I paused it there like twice. Yeah, no, it was so great. We definitely watched <laughs> that. And then I would also my last two are the helicopter pilot that successfully crash landed the helicopter. I was actually going to say that. Yeah, Yeah. I would say that pilot. And then I would also say all of the civilians that actually ran away and saved themselves. (laughs) Fair. Those are my unsung heroes. Cool. All right. Well, we're done with the Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Woo. Yeah. It is over. I think there's a couple more mediocre movies along the way, but it's fine. Okay. Ooh, okay, well, we're done with this one. So just general plugs at the end. Thanks so much for listening. If you made it this far, this one's a little longer than usual. There was a lot to talk about today. So please make sure to follow us on Instagram, which is Marvelless, M-A-R-V-E-L-L-E-S-S podcast. And we'll be posting a little bit more content as we have the capacity to create more content. Um, we'll drop whenever we have new episodes on there. And please make sure to follow, like, subscribe. We are now streaming on literally all streaming services. Please, Mm -hmm. if you don't listen to us on Apple, please go to Apple and find us under Marvel-Less Podcast and give us a rating. I want that five stars. And I want whatever you really feel. I want five stars. And I think at random, like maybe once we get like 10 ratings, I'll, we'll pick somebody at random and I'll bake you cookies or whatever you want and send them to you because I'm sure it'll be people we know. So um, we're also up to 22 individual listeners, which is way more than I thought. So thank you. Big, big thank you to anybody that gives this a listen. We appreciate you. We're also still working through audio. So hopefully this is a much better volume. Um, But yeah, if you have any feedback about volume, if you have any things that you want included on Noted, please text us, DM us, um, let us know. We are super pumped. We appreciate your support. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye.